0: Love Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jaikar and this is Women's Grace and Grit. Today is September thirtieth and we are going to talk about being in love with being a murderer. So, um <laughs> uh and um I'm going to go ahead and read the um the uh write up. Um this is a little sensitive um topic, so I will do my best to be clear with what I am trying to share. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not somebody who thinks a conversation um, where people disagree or have different experiences is a bad thing. So, today's title, today's show is titled, Are You in Love with Being a Martyr? Many of the women I work with um, are tired of being unhappy or feeling helpless to make their life or relationships better. And while we spend some time on family and their past for setting the stage, my clear directive to the women I work with is to take more responsibility for their current choices and the power they now have. And yet, this can be challenging for we live in a culture which often languages and even rewards people who claim they are victims of others' choices, others' actions. While I in no way am saying that there are not legitimate victims in our world, too often I witness smart and savvy women taking comfort in citing their past as to why they are unable to be happy or successful now. And while I understand taking a break from life challenges, too often it's not a rest stop, but a comfort with being a martyr in life or in a relationship that I am trying to help a woman no longer claim. So today I'd like to talk about how to realize if and where you are loving being a martyr instead of picking up your courage and making different choices. I'd like you to learn how, while you may receive support and even comfort from being a victim, life will pass you by if you do so. And regret for a life not lived is a very bitter pill to swallow. So there's a lot packed in here um, you know, and and clearly, in 15 minutes, I'm not going to be able to really flush out um, as I do with somebody I'm working with, um, or in a you know, in a program um, for um, helping women kind of remember who they are, and their power and their grace, and you know, their great grace, grit, and gratitude. But um, so let me be clear: knowing your past as they say in history, Um, I, I loved history in college. I actually considered, you know, trying to do something with it as a major and I ended up just having a minor in history. But one of the things they say in history is, you know, if you don't know your history, you will repeat the mistakes of the past. So I do think it's useful to know patterns of the past, to know your past, what your family patterns are, um how you've made choices in the past, you know the kind of results you've realized if you're happy with those results, whether it's you know career choices um relationship choices um, you know passion choices, choices of passion, but that's information that, that that is then meant to be put into action for today and tomorrow. It's not meant to be mauled on and kind of rest easy in the comfort of being as I call it a martyr to, you know, um, parents that didn't always know what it was to be a parent, parents who th- they themselves were only, you know, they were bound to their own limits of what they had healed and what they hadn't. Um, you know, a big generational shift in the 60s and 70s about what compromised, I mean, what uh, comprised a relationship, what comprised, you know, the roles in relationship, whether it's as a parent, as a partner. um as a husband-wife, um, huge shifts in the f- 60s and 70s. So it's kind of, in some ways, when when I talk about um, parents of, say, the 50s and 60s, I, you know, I share how how they grew up and how they were parented, absolutely informed how they were parents, um, and every generation tries to do better. But it's when you kind of um, It's not that bad things don't happen. I want to be really clear about this. I'm not saying bad things don't happen Um, and that people don't get hurt and that people don't get traumatized and wounded and um, impact, you know, have negative impact. But it is about where do you focus? Where do you apply the learning of what happened to going forward in a different way? Um, And yes, it takes courage and yes, it takes, there is risk involved because you already know <laughs> what happens if you stay in the same choices. You, you, there, It's comfortable. You may not like it, but it's comfortable. Um, you know, that's the phrase, misery loves company. Meaning we will often pick the same thing that we know isn't working for us, isn't making us happy. We'll pick that um, over the risk of you know, making a different choice and having less control. And really, a lot of this comes down to our love affair with control in the Western culture. So oftentimes, women, men, I mean, this is not gender specific, but women um, live in a culture that is definitely more um, male-centric, that is definitely more empowering of men, is more ordered by men. And so women are at a disadvantage at this time in our history. So women are challenged to have um, have power, are challenged to not fall into that, I'll stay comfortable even though I may resent it, or I may be bitter about it, or I may be passive aggressive about it. And one of the things that I have, you know, will say um, when I'm working with a woman is, you know, we can learn from men just like we want men to learn from us to be more sensitive and to, to communicate more and to empathize more and to nurture more. W- women have things to learn from men as well, and one of them is being direct um, and being direct with what you want and being, and being direct with applying your, your actions and your choices and your priorities towards what you want. Men do that very well. We can learn from that as women, um, and when we are willing to take a risk, pick up our courage, and be direct with what we want, whether it's with ourselves, and and then you know, to the extent that we're honest with ourselves, we can be honest with others, um, and honest with our choices. We will move out of that victim, um, you know, taking um, uh, ownership or identity through being a martyr um and actually live our life. Um, you know, it, it, it's very comfortable to be a, a victim. And and again, I'm saying this not like I have this down. Um all of these things that I talk about are works in progress. They're about moving the bar forward. They're about moving the choices so they get better choice by choice, you know, over time, little choice by little choice. But it's when we blame others or we take comfort in what we know even though we're unhappy with what we know we do not only ourselves no favor we do the people that love us and, and that we love no favor because it's very hard to be with somebody who's unhappy it's very hard to bear that burden is a is a whether it's a friend or a lover or a child right um and you know so like I often will remind people when, you know, when we're working on hard stuff, the work they're doing is personal, but it's also universal, meaning any improvement in their happiness, any improvement in their integrity brings with it not only benefit for themselves, but benefit for everybody they are in relationship with. And, and so it's, it's why the work, the progress can sometimes seem slow to become happier to become healthier, to become more authentic, but the progress isn't just linear. It's exponential. And that's why perhaps it needs to be slow sometimes, oftentimes, is is so we can make those little choices that make big difference because we're making a we're making a difference not only in our life but in all the lives we touch. So, um um so what else this word responsibility so responsibility and blame the word blame often get inter intermingled they get you know when someone says oh that's your responsibility the person that they're speaking to can often feel blamed and even shamed responsibility is simply the ability to respond in the way that's authentic and, and has integrity for our values and with our values. Responsibility is simply the willingness to act, the willingness to to make a commitment, as it were. That's really what an action is. It's a commitment of energy, of focus. The degree to which we are willing to take responsibility, not blame, but responsibility for Where we find ourselves, whether it's where we find ourselves unhappy in a relationship, where we find ourselves unhappy with our health, where we find ourselves unhappy with, you know, um, our friendships. It's not about blaming ourselves or blaming the other person. It's saying, "Huh, this is the state of affairs." I take responsibility for it, meaning I will now take action that's aligned with my integrity, that's aligned with my values that gets me closer to where I want to be. Shame and blame paralyze taking responsibility actually energizes. And, you know, it's hard sometimes for people because again, that that misunderstanding between responsibility and blame. Um But the more responsibility you can take, the more permission you give yourself and the more reminder, (laughs) more of a reminder you are giving yourself as to really how much power you have to make a different choice, to make things different. So um, I I really encourage you um, where you find yourself. And this is, you know, you can listen. Listen to how your story goes in the day. Listen to the story you tell your good friends about the state of your relationship, the state of, you know, your your love relationship. We tell, listen to the story you tell about your children to other people. Listen how you talk about your mother. Listen how you talk about um, your other friends who aren't in the conversation. Wherever you are taking the victim or martyr pose, um know that right there is is a problem for you because you're languaging power down, either because you truly believe it or because you think it's going to pull in sympathy and support for you or because it's just a bad habit. you You just are used to complaining. And, you know, complaining has its place, don't get me wrong, but it's meant to be a temporary fix not a not a committed stance um but do listen to yourself as you go through your day as you are engaged in conversations and if you find yourself committing to complaining ask yourself what the payoff is you know and and the payoff may be as simple as i don't know how to do it differently or I feel stuck, or I'm, I'm, you know, I feel down. I, I, don't feel hopeful, or I feel helpless to to make things different. If those are your uh, understandings and your awareness, fabulous, high five, you know, congratulations. And then do something about it. Pick up your courage and reach out for help, reach out for support and guidance. Um. Let me know if I can help. If you find yourself, you know, realizing you are very committed to being a victim or a martyr, um, I offer a no-cost initial session, initial consultation. You can go to my website, www.jicar.com, and fill out the Clarity questionnaire. Push the send button, and we'll set up a phone conversation where I can reflect. I can observe, and I can suggest to you how to get from being in love with being a martyr to being really much happier in your life with yourself and with others. so that's it for today and um, enjoy the new moon, and October is around the corner. I cannot believe it tomorrow we will wake up to October, um but I'll be back next week and and Uh, Next week I'm going to talk about the power of what's unspoken. So big hugs, take care, blessings, bye.